read this to the people. They're going to repeat after you. You feeling all right? God is good. All the time. Is that right? All right. All right, this morning, greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. All right, this is going to be our affirmation, and we'll do it together. You all don't have it, but you repeat after Isaac. Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I acknowledge, I acknowledge my dependence, my dependence on your Holy Spirit, on your Holy Spirit, in uh, in order to understand, in order to understand your ways and word, your ways and word. I ask you, I ask you to reveal your heart, to reveal your heart and will to me, and will to me. Give me ears to hear. Give me ears to hear. Eyes to see. Eyes to see. And a heart to perceive and understand. And a heart to perceive and understand. What the Spirit of God is saying. What the Spirit of God is saying. Let me not only hear. Let me not only hear. But may my life. But may my life be transformed. Be transformed by the work of your spirit. By the work of your spirit. I give you all the praise. I give you all the praise. Glory. Glory. Honor. Honor. And thanksgiving. And thanksgiving for what I am about to receive. For what I am about to receive. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yes. 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 I'm in coaching mode. I'm in coaching mode today. Uh, I was watching a track meet yesterday, and they was interviewing one of the young girls, because this was college, and as they interviewed her, they asked her what was the main ingredients that's helping her to get to the level she is. And she says, my teammates, we work together every day and our, my coach, they together with coach gets me meat ready, track meat, meat ready. As a football coach, uh, DJ will tell you that a football coach's job is to get the team, or coaches, they have a bunch of coaches, is to get the teams game ready. That's what they do, you get them game ready. And, and uh, as a basketball coach, they get you get game ready. Well, as your spiritual coach, my job is coaching you to get you life ready. That's right. To live the Christian life, life ready. And uh, that's what we do over here. You see, we ain't all caught up into all of the doctrines and all this stuff. We, we try to live our life over here without hurting somebody ourselves. Yes. Right? We trying to be righteous men. You remember? I told you what what Brother Fred and my prayer partner and I are doing, we're radical this year. You know, we're not using the word, the word I want to be better. We're reusing the word that we want to be righteous. Because right. the Bible doesn't tell us to get better. The Bible tells us to live a righteous and holy life. That's right. And that's what the Bible is to do, is to help us, come on here with me, is to help us to accomplish that with the assistance of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and each other. Do you understand what I'm saying? And last week we talked about God search my heart. And if there's anything in me, there's not like you move it. And the reason we're doing this, there's too much stuff going on. I'm, I'm talking about church, man. I don't care what's going on out there. I'm talking about, um, in, in the church. We, we don't want divorces in our church. 
We don't want uh, 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 lying, gossiping, backbiting, undermining with the church people. And, uh, and we don't want pain and guilt and shame. And that, these are the things that God removes from your heart. And one of the things it is, is see, see, we pray for the wrong thing. Lord, make this a better country. No, we've got to pray for the hearts of men and women in this country. Because when the, when the hearts of men and women change, then the country will change. Isn't that right? And when we pray for the hearts uh, of, of husbands and wives, then the family changes. Doesn't that make sense? The husbands and wives and children, and that will change the family. Do you understand what I'm saying? We, all this other stuff. See, see, Sister Gwen and I have been married 47 years. 47 years is a long time. For, uh, you know, it's a long time. And if, if, if God hadn't strengthened her heart, we'd have been married 10 years. Right. Oh, God, you know, I ain't ashamed to tell who I was. Uh, you, you, see, you see, I followed her to Christ. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And, and, and him changing my heart, because Gwen has always lived the, that sanctified. She's always been on that side. I wasn't on that side. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so we ask God to search our hearts, and we ask God to see. And we talked about couples and in relationships, and I brought it on out, and some people don't like to hear me say this, but I'm, whatever relationship you're in, period. If it's a marriage, uh, I don't care what it is, friendship, Whatever relationship, relationship is a relationship. If you want that relationship to work, you got to first of all get your heart right as an individual. All right? You see? And do you understand me? Because we don't want none of that stuff going on here. We, I'm, I'm tired of hearing domestic violence and, 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 and children being abused. And we praying for the wrong thing. No. When we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and take all the trash and the junk and the anger and the pain and the shame out of our hearts. Then we, how many people want to see God? Yes. Well, the Bible says in Matthew 5 and 8, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. That's the Bible talking. I got to get my heart right so I can see God. And, see, and if God allow God to, to, to give me a, a pure in heart, then my, I won't have a problem with my neighbor. I'm not going to have domestic violence in my home. There's not going to be separation in my home. I'm not going to have racism and prejudice, right? Do you understand? It is, in, 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 it is an amazing thing to me, people. It just bothers me when I hear that 150, being a coach, 100 and over 50-some young ladies can be molested. That's crazy. So somebody's heart wasn't right because somebody should have been protecting them children. Do you understand what I'm saying? And this young man whose heart wasn't right to do those things, and we just started, so we got to change our heart. You see, when we pray for those leaders, from the president on down to the Congress and the Senate and the, and the people that are leaders in, in, our, in Gladstone, North Kansas City, wherever, we need to pray, Lord, fix their heart, purify their hearts. When we pure, get the hearts of men and women purified, they'll do the right thing. They'll do the right thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? We won't have to worry about abuse and, 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 and sexual harassment and all this kind of stuff that's going on. Change our hearts. Men, when God changes our hearts, our women are safe around us. They look at us as their protectors, not their pedophile. Do you understand me? And it happens in the church just like any place else. And I, so we've asked God to do this. So we've asked God to, to search our hearts, and he did this week, and he searched our hearts, and he revealed some stuff to us, and he took that out of our hearts. Now we're ready to go. Here we go.
All right, we'll start off with Psalms 51.10 from the message, voice, and then from the NIV. God, make a fresh start in me. So we asked last week for God, didn't we? To search our hearts, didn't we? Well, now we, we got that cleared up. And some of you didn't. You'll ask him today. Get that cleared up. Now give me a fresh start. Sometimes you need a fresh start. Let me tell you something. You gonna, if you have been in a marriage, I've been married 47 years. Didn't I get through saying that? We've had 47 fresh starts. That's right. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. You better ask for a fresh start every day. Right. Now, I'm telling you, you're going to need a fresh start. You know you done done something wrong. Come on. So we need a fresh start. But here, listen to me, individuals. Listen to me in here as people. It's a fresh start that you need. There are some people in here because of what Brother Nathan talked about. You've been molested, abused, unused, and misused. That pain, you ask God to take the pain away from you, now you got to start. Because if you stay still, you're going to be going right back to where you got. you got to keep moving. There's a thing that we do in track as a track coach. And when I'm coaching the 400 meters which is, and the 800, which is a favorite race of mine, after you get about 325 uh, meters, anybody that's ever run it, the last five meters, excuse me, 75 meters is just heart. And they'll hear me hollering. Keep your heart, keep your heart. Don't break, don't break, don't break. Keep moving, keep moving. And, and they, what they have is, you want to hear something funny? What happens to you, what the girls say they have is booty lock. <laughs> that's track turn, that's track turn. That's, if you ran it, you, if you ever ran it, and, and that's what it's called, and it means all this is locking up. <laughs> and, and coaches hollering, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. And that's all you can do because there's nothing else. And your legs were up like this and you're trying to get them up and it's all back there. But if you keep moving towards the finish line, you'll make it. That's what I'm here for you to do. I'm going to give you a fresh start today. That's what I'm here to do. Keep moving. You started yesterday. You got it. Now it's time to do something about it. It's time to keep moving in your life towards a higher calling in who? Christ Jesus. All right, keep going. I feel good about this. All right? Shape a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. I'm, I'm tired of what? The chaos in my life. You see, some people, the chaos becomes a norm. They keep saying they're tired of it, but if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. I want a new start. I'm going to get the chaos out of my life. And that's a painful thing. Don't y'all be trying to go back to y'all husbands and talk about divorce now. Now, I'm just talking to you folks in, in, in relationships. You can get out of them because you ain't made them vows yet, all right? Because don't come up here after me. So here's the thing of it is. Right? You got to take the chaos out of your life. And sometimes the chaos can be the folk in your life. It can be the people you're running around with. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Go ahead. God, don't throw me out with the trash mm. or fail to breathe holiness in me. See, I don't want to be thrown out with the trash. You don't to, I want God to do what? To breathe holiness on me. Right. Sometimes you need to ask God to breathe on me. Ask the Holy Spirit to breathe on me, Holy Spirit. Breathe on me. You've seen how the power was in here today. They, they were shouting in here and having church with the, before church started. I love that. They were down, I'm, I walked in there and said, what's going on there? Making sure. And I looked at all. Hey, the Holy Ghost has done God ready, getting it ready. That's right. Holy Ghost was preparing the way for him that's going to give the message. I like that. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? I don't want to be thrown out with the trash. Holy Spirit, breathe on me. Some things you need to be selfish about, and that is your relationship with God. That is your relationship with God. 
See, Gwen's got her relationship with God, and I have my relationship with God. See, I got to ask the Holy Ghost to breathe on me. Quit all that to ask the Holy Ghost to breathe on her, because if he keep breathing on her, she might figure out she don't need me. So I asked the Holy Ghost, <laughs> I asked the Holy Ghost to breathe on me. Get me right, huh? So you understand? Hey, you understand what I'm talking about? You see, you know, so I remember a young lady came to me once and said, I'm looking for a good man. I said, honey, you got some work to do. She said, what, Pastor? I said, you got to become a good woman first. Yes, Holy Ghost, breathe on me. Breathe on me as a husband. Breathe on me as a father. Breathe on me as a grandfather. Breathe on me as a shepherd. Breathe on me. All right. Now, from the voice, it says, create in me a clean heart. And this is what we're talking about. And I'm going to pound this this year. Create in me a clean heart. It's my heart. If my heart is right, then I can see right. But if my heart ain't right, so say, Evelyn, I can't see right. Get my heart right. Because when your heart is right, you can see right. I told some people once that when I got saved and the closer I came to Christ, the more brilliant my wife looked to me. Because my heart got right. You see? The more my friend got valuable to me. Because my heart's right. You see? I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Huh? <laughs> Don't say keep my day job, Isaac. <laughs> All right. You understand what I'm talking about? Get me right. Get my heart right. Then I can love right. And guess what else? Then I can be loved right. All right? Also, oh God, restore within me a sense of being brand new. And that's what we, this young man was trying to tell us. He was trying to tell us yesterday, the word restore means I had something once and somebody took it from me. The, one, the word restore means I was damaged, maybe as a child, I was damaged through a divorce, I was damaged through a relationship, I was bullied through school, I was damaged. Lord, it started out right, but I was damaged. Restore me back That's right. to what was taken from me. That's right. Okay? And just to uh, reiterate, the restore is recovery. See, see, everybody's in recovery. They just don't know that. That's right. Okay. You know, some people are just brave enough to admit it. Sometimes you need to recover. That's what we've been talking about. Recover. Renew. Go ahead, sweetie. Renewal of health and soundness. And, and see, sometimes I have to ask God to renew my health physically, but sometimes emotionally. That's right. That's right. All right. And also to be restored to a former good condition. I want to be restored to a former good condition. You see, nobody's been born bad. Something happened. Something happened. All right? I want back. Some of you need to look at me in my mouth, and you need to go to God and say, God, remove that that damaged me and give back what you put in me because they stole it from me. You understand? That's what we do over here. All right? Now from the NIV... It is creating me a pure heart. And I want a pure heart. A pure heart. See, sometimes, you know one, one thing that holds you back? One of the things that holds you back from having a pure heart, people, is shame. Shame will hold you back. Go ahead and read something. Pure, I think you want to do yes, that. Yes, uh, pure is free from moral fault or guilt. And he says, Give me, I, I need to get that out of my heart. And, and see, fault or guilt. There, there are some things, listen to me. 
It wasn't your fault. Ask me why. You didn't know any better. Why are you holding on to guilt? There's some of you in here right now holding on to guilt and say you love the Lord. You can't love the God, Lord unless you if, and have guilt because he died for your guilt. That's right. That guilt's hung on the cross. He ain't up there now, right? He's been resurrected, right? When you give your life to Christ, your sins have been resurrected. You need to get that behind. I could have been a better parent. Well, you weren't. Be one now. I could have been a husband. Well, you weren't. Be one now. I could have been a better wife. Be one. You weren't. Be one now. It's where you headed, not where you came from that matters to God. That's right. You see? Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. And to be pure is genuine, real, true, incorrupt, and unadulterated. Wow. That's what we added. God can do that for you. Yes, he can. Quit listening to people. And hear what the word of the Lord is saying to you. All right? Also, O oh God, renew a steadfast spirit within and, me. And this is what I like. This is one of my favorite. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. A steadfast spirit. You got to keep moving. When you make a commitment, this is, what, this is why I tell you I don't like people joining churches and all that stuff. Just come to church. All right? And, and, and wait a minute. I told you all I quit calling people friends. I quit being shaky. You see, quit wearing your feelings on your sleeve. You got to have a steadfast spirit. What is steadfast? Steadfast is constant. Constant. I'm consistent. I'm going to have a steadfast spirit. I go to Christ Temple North. I'm going to be upset at Pastor Fields sometimes, and I really get to meet him. That's right. <laughs> you see, he's going to say some things that I don't want to hear and I don't like, but I'm going to have a steadfast spirit. I'm married, and there's going to be some issues. But I'm had a steadfast spirit. I'm in a relationship. Oh, a steadfast spirit. You remember what Brother Fred's father told him and I used last week? Don't say, call anybody a friend that you ain't willing to die for. That's right. You see, same thing as marriage. For better or worse, rich or poor, sickness and health. You better have a steadfast spirit. All you single people, y'all looking at me? Before you walk down that aisle or whatever you get in front of, you better have a steadfast spirit because worse can get worse. That's right. Sick can get sick. That's right. Do you understand? But if you got a steadfast spirit from God, you won't have any issues with one another. But one, first of all, you got to have it for yourself. That's right. All right. Steadfast is also the firmness of mind or purpose. See, I'm, I am firm that I want to be a God man. I'm firm with that. I want to please God, not people. And that's going to take a steadfast spirit. Okay? Not to be fickle or wavering. Don't be what? Fickle. And that's the worst thing. In a, I'd rather somebody just don't like Say, I don't like you, Pastor. I can't stand the ground you walk on. <laughs> no, we good. But don't be this. Right. Don't be this. Be steadfast. Be with me or don't be with me. All right? And God's the same way. He wants you to be steadfast with him. Once he gives you that steadfast spirit, he wants you to love him. One thing about God, he don't want no part-time lovers. This steadfast. The day that I put this down, you ain't seen a fool. You, you ain't, hey, Pastor Fields put this down, you ain't seen crazy. Because God delivered me from fool and from crazy. 
you see, and he had to give me a steadfast spirit. That thing was written there for me because he knew where I came from and he knew what I was all about. And some of you know what I was all about. You was on that same block. That's right. <laughs> Probably passed me and didn't know it. <laughs> all right. All right, we're going to read again Matthew 5 and 8 from the NIV. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And I think that's in the red if you got one of those. But anyway, I want to see God. Mm-hmm. I can't see God unless my heart's pure. That's right. I've got to get my heart right. I want to get my heart right. I want a pure heart so I can see God. You see, things, things will paralyze you. There are things that are blind you from seeing him. But if you've got a pure heart, you can see him clearly. All right. Now we'll go to James 3 and 17 from the NIV. Okay. The wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. And see, that's what I'm praying for, the wisdom that comes from heaven. I have two types of wisdom. I have wisdom of the things that I've learned in my life. And then there's the wisdom that comes from God. And thank God for me. You all should say, thank God. Thank God that Pastor Fields uses the wisdom that comes from God. That Pastor Fields doesn't use the gospel of John A. Chester Fields, Jr. That's right. But he uses the wisdom that comes from God. All right. That wisdom is also peace-loving. Because that wisdom brings peace. Considerate. And that wisdom is considerate. Come on, some of you need it in here. Yes. Every household needs this. Peace and considerate to one another. All right? Submissive. And submissive. And sometimes, yes, men, we need to learn how to be submissive to our wives. Whether we know it or not, some of them know a whole lot more than we think they know. You see, you know how you know that? Your mama. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, go ahead. Also full of mercy and good fruit. Full of mercy. And good fruit. Any relationship that has a pure heart is going to have all of these qualities. And it'll be fruitful. And fruitful is you can look at one another and say, I love you. And they can feel the vibes. Have you ever said, maybe you haven't, but sometimes when I say that to Gwen, or she says it to me, I can just feel the vibes. It comes from here. That's right. You love me? Yes. I want to feel it. You want me to love you? You want to feel it. You want to, when Pastor Fields is speaking, you want him to be shepherd and father, that he's talking to you, he's trying to save your life, that he's doing life lessons because he loves you enough that he doesn't want you to fall in the same potholes that others have fell in. That's right. And sometimes that hurts. And I, I, I didn't understand it because I, until I become a parent. And parents really understand that. I used to wonder if they really meant that. This is going to hurt me more and it's going to hurt you. And it's true. Because first, you got two hurts. First, your child disappointed you. And second, you got to punish them for disappointing you. It hurts. Well, God's the same way. That's right. He's the same way. That's right. All right, I have no clue. Also, wisdom is impartial and sincere. Are you sincere? It's impartial and sincere. Church! That means we got to be careful putting folks out of churches. 
That means we got to be careful how we look at our brothers and sisters. Alcoholics, drug addicts, bisexual, homosexual, trisexual, try anything sexual. All, 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 yeah, I'm going to cover all y'all up in right. here. Let's get everybody in here. Let's all go down together now. That's right. Let's all go down together now. Gossipers, backbiting. What's the president does? Tweeters. Everybody. That's everybody in here. Let's get everybody. Now, nah, that's right. Be careful. Let me tell you something. Don't you ever forget what I'm saying. You don't know who you're looking at, and you don't know who the potential is. You better be careful with that thing, because we putting God's person out. God brought them in so he could use them and, get the, and be fruitful from the message that we're giving them. You better be, be careful. Be careful. Right. Is God in control? How many people believe God's in control? Amen. Okay. Then you know why President Trump's in there. That's right. That's right. Next subject. <laughs> he's either in control or, he ain't out, or he's out of control. If he's in control, that's why he might be showing something about you. Get me out of this. <laughs> All right. Next, we'll go to Philippians 4 and 8. Okay. Brothers and sisters, whatever is true. This is what we're about at Christ Temple North. We're about whatever is true. Let me do this. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, that's what we're about, Christ Temple North. That's, right. that's what this church is about. That's why Brother Nathan can get up here and talk about his life and nobody blinked. That's right. That's why Brother DJ can get up here and say he's a recovering alcohol addict and nobody blinked. That's right. That's why Pastor can get up here and say he don't know what he's recovering from, from whatever. That's right. But God has blessed him. And nobody blinks. That's right. Because that's what we're about here. Go ahead. All right, next we're going to go to First Corinthians. I don't think I read the whole thing. Oh. All right. I, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, we are to think about such things. If anything is what? Excellent or praiseworthy. That's what we're thinking about. That's right. That's what we think about over here. We ended that. Okay, I'm getting close to the end here. Am I doing all right? Yes, take your time. All right. <laughs> So in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, the NIV says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Here's what we're about. We're going to stand firm? Yes. You, as, as we are the elite people, we stand firm. That's right. Quit being so shaky. That's stand right. firm. If you say it, do it. If you believe it, believe in it. That's right. All right? Let nothing move you. Let nothing move you because we have what? A steadfast spirit. That's right. Gonna let nothing move me from my belief and my faith in Jesus Christ. That's right. The Antichrist wants you to not believe in the Christ. That's right. He wants you to be anti. That's right. And if you ain't steadfast, especially when they go into these young people go to high school and the colleges, they lose their faith because they're not firm and steadfast. Something happens to you when you get sick. You see, I'll do that on the next one. In a, go ahead and read. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. It's about working of the Lord. It's about working of the Lord. The Holy Spirit working in me. I'm about his business. That's right. I used to be about my business, but I'm about his business. 
And sometimes his business will put you in a place that'll make you uncomfortable. But you got to give your testimony because it could deliver somebody else. That's right. Amen. Sometimes you have to minister through your pain. Yes. All right? You know how some people can't minister to their pain? They shame. You know there's somebody at a crossroads that needs to hear your testimony? They want to know how you got over. You see, they don't need to hear about the red cross, the blue cross. They need to hear about the cross. That's right. They got you over. And you can't do that. Everybody, I don't want to hear about your job. Uh, God bless you. I want to know about what sin you came out of. Right. And where he brought you to. That's right. Amen. Go ahead, hon. Right. And when you do the work for the Lord, you know that your labor is not in vain. When you do the work for the Lord, then you know your labor is not in vain. Because see, sometimes God will call you out. And he'll say, somebody go talk to that girl that's, that's crying over there. Nobody wants to talk to her because she got an abortion. Somebody that got delivered from it, go talk. Somebody, go talk to that man over there that lost his family because of his addiction. Somebody go talk to that. You see where I'm coming from? People need to hear where you came from, where God delivered you from. You see, remember that song I remember people saying when I was a, a kid, how I got over. Right. And you tell me how I got over, I'm going to ask what you get over. Right. I need to hear what you got over. I need a pastor that's going to tell me that he waddled in the mud. That's right. Like the prodigal son. And he ate what the, what the swines ate. But when he came to himself. Right. Huh? When he came to himself. He went and found Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. You see, meaning he wasn't at himself. But when he came to himself, he knew where he could go. The church ought to be that. This ought to be the place for the prodigal sons and daughters to return, no matter what condition their condition is in. That's right. Do you understand me? And you need to tell them at the door, and they think they can. You say you can come in here, and they say, "Why? Because I'm in here." And I was in that same mud hole that you were in. That's right. And he cleaned me up. I don't look like this because I've done this on for myself. God done all this for me. You see? I dress it up, but he fixed it up. Come on right. here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Alright. Alrighty. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm about ready to get up out of here. I feel like one of them, I'd like to might pull something up here. Alright, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Alright, the last one is from the Amplified Version. And this is us. Say that. This is us. This is us. Here we go. My beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast. We are going to be steadfast and unmovable. That's right. That's what we do over here. We're going to be steadfast and unmovable. Go ahead. We are going to excel <clears throat> in the work of the Lord. And we're going to excel in the work of the Lord. That's what we do here. Right? That's All right. right. Always doing our best. And doing more than is needed. We're going to do our best and doing more. That's right. We're going to do our best and do more. That's right. You see? Yes. Brother Logan can look at Sister Kim and say, I'm going to do my best and even more to make you happy. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. She's going to say the same thing. You folks, that's what it's all about. 
Because if you don't start at home, you can't do it no place else. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Being continually aware that our labor, even to the point of exhaustion. It doesn't matter how tired I get or how exhausted I get. I'm going to keep working for the Lord. That's I'm going right. to keep laboring for the Lord. And, and wait a minute now. And laboring ain't out here preaching and teaching. Laboring is being a good husband, being a good father, being a good wife, being a good mother, being, yes, being a, hey, something, but a good citizen. Being a good person. And for some of us, we know it's work. All right, we'll finish it up here. When we work in the Lord, it is not pointless nor wasted. When when you work in the Lord, it's not pointless. Guess what? You become fruitful. You see? You become fruitful. And he'll bless you. Yeah, he will. He'll bless you. All right? And lastly, it is never without purpose. It is never without purpose. Your life is a purpose. That's right. Work it. Go in partnership with the Holy Spirit and work it. That's right. You see, you may just lead one person to Christ. You see, Sister Gwen led one person to Christ. That's right. One person, pretty important person in here, isn't he? Thank God she led one person to Christ. That's right. Amen. Amen. All right. God is good. God is good. God is good. All right. God is good. Isaac's come up. God is good. Give God a hand clap. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brother DJ may not be teaching Sunday school much longer because my wife said he was excellent, and I didn't think there was one excellent teacher in here. (laughs) So we're going to come up with a a word. What's bigger than excellent? Because i got to be bigger than DJ. Give him a hand for doing such a good job. God is good to Isaac's side.